You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Monday night, WEEI, Kyrie Thompson, the house, WEEI.com. First in Foxborough podcast, we'll get to, uh, I want to get to some Mac Jones stuff that Tommy Curran started today, but we're going to finish up. But Lisa in Medford waiting patiently on Bill Belichick at 617-779-7937. Your calls until 10, Monday night, WEEI. Good evening, Lisa. Oh, we're on the, the hold back. Lisa was there for a while. We'll try to check back with Lisa later. Uh, Tommy Curran uh, this morning on the uh, – Gre- uh, it's not Gresh and Keefe anymore. I think it's Gresh with Hart they for now. They call it Gresh and Hart, yeah. There you go. And then it'll be a new show, uh, Gresh and Fortier, what do they call it, uh, beginning on January 3rd. So they were in today, uh, as was Tommy Curran. Tommy Curran talking to the guys about potentially quarterback number two coming Uh-oh. through the door for Bill Belichick. Let's hear from Tommy Curran. Let's hear from Tommy. I'd imagine there are elements of the relationship that are at odds. You cannot have Bill Belichick pointing out the lack of production from the offense in the passing game, the pointing out of the lack of arm strength, the defending or at least allowing Mac to slip out on the field and then go 13 for 31 with the litany of missed throws that he had the other day and not have Bill say, hey, Mac, you better be really good if you're going to do that to me and my staff. So – Yeah, I think he is in that way. Is it reparable? Yeah. But I think, are they sideways right now? I'm sure they are. If you hit them both with the truth serum, I'm sure they're both sideways with each other. One with the guy's actions and decisions on the coaching staff, and the other with the player's decisions. I'd watch closely what they do in 2023 with the quarterback room. They just draft a guy, or do they bring somebody in? All right, so that's that's a great question by Curran. So they just they have Bailey Zappi waiting in the wings. Bailey Zappi proved you and I don't think he's he's the answer, but he proved he can at least play a backup role yep. and he can be there. So mm-hmm. he's a rookie, going to be a second year guy. Expect some growth. So it's not a year where you think they jump back in a quarterback. Let me ask you, like, what do you expect them to do? How bad do you think it is between Mac and the quarterback, Kyrie? What should they do? And we'll get to the owners here in a second as well. I think that it could be fine if you want to bring in a veteran. Because, I mean, Brian Hoyer, I guess if he wants to come back, nah. he could. But I feel like he's probably he's probably at the end. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this was it for him. And you drafted Bailey Zappi so that you could move on from Brian Hoyer. That was the point, yeah. Let, yeah. Ho- let Hoyer help Mac Jones work in the quarterback room. Bailey Zappi's the real backup quarterback. And yes. It's worked out. That part's worked out for him. Yeah. And I think that there's a possibility. Maybe you go ahead and you draft or, or rather, you 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 sign a veteran because I feel like drafting another quarterback, Oof. right? So so what you're gonna ha- you're gonna have three young quarterbacks or three quarterbacks under the age of like 25 on your roster. You got you'll have one second year guy and then a rookie. I feel like you you got to have a veteran. And I mean, for example, I saw Bill Barnwell from ESPN suggest that they should look into Tom Brady. 
And if Tom Brady's not interested, if he decides he wants to ride off into the sunset or just straight up, like, I don't want to come back here, then maybe you look at Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to be available as well. He'll definitely be cheaper. He has familiarity here. In the end, though, I, I think this. A, a quarterback on a rookie contract is still the most valuable thing in sports. Yeah, that, that supposed ro- to be. That rookie year, you had something. And then the next year, you didn't. He regressed. I feel like if you're going to be honest about your self-scouting, you need to look at, well, why did it regress? Why didn't it work? Maybe it had something to do with the fact that I had Matt Patricia calling my offense and that basically everybody and, and their mother knew what plays we were running because we run the same plays <laughs> six times a game. Okay, there's, there's, no, there's no variety here. Okay, It's all basic stuff. So maybe that's to say, let's go ahead and, and see if what he looks like with a real play caller and, and a real offense again and see if we can get him to produce better at that point. Because we've seen at points this year that he's been able to produce and sort of draw blood from a stone, outplay a little bit of this, this putridity that's going on around him. Good word. I'm not going to say that, oh, yeah, you get, get him a Bill O'Brien and he'll suddenly become a top 10 quarterback or a top five quarterback. I don't think that's going to happen. But he would play a lot better than he is now and actually be able to get something more out of the playmakers that you have and whomever you decide to bring in because this core of skilled players is probably going to look pretty different. It sh- well, if, it's, if it doesn't, then they're real trouble. So we'll get back to the bigger picture stuff on Mac, but since we're talking about Mac – and when you watch the tape, like what what stood out? Obviously, the the numbers were bad. I was I'm, I'm a, as a Mac defender, yeah. like he played his worst game of the year. I thought there were massive overthrows throughout, including the in the end zone to John o. Smith. What did you see from Mac? Why did it go so wrong against the number thirty two DVO defense against the pass on Sunday? Yeah, and you know what that that throw immediately stood out to me, the one to John o. Smith because oh, air Yeah, and, and I mean. Yeah, there was contact at the top of the route, but he's wide open, and that throw is non-competitive. It is like two to three yards out of bounds. There's no chance. And obviously he hits the one at Jacoby Myers, very good throw, but it gets called back. And, and I feel like it, I think that the frustration got to him. I, I think it's pretty much as simple as that. I think he was pressing, whereas I think that other times, yeah, he was kind of yelling and and, and freaking out a little bit. But I think against the Cardinals, he was much more in control. And the throws that he was making were much better. He looked emotional on Sunday. Yeah. Not, I, and the, throw, the throws were bad, too, but he just seemed, I don't know, off. I mean, that, that, that red zone drive, I think he was trying to he, – he was obviously trying to show frustration. or you know, He was obviously frustrated, but I think oh, he yeah. was also trying to – something he's referenced the last couple of games, get his team fired up because the energy was flat. On offense, it was just the execution was poor. It was sloppy coming from the sideline, and he's kind of taken it upon himself to be this. I'm gonna go ahead and and yell and and be like the the energy guy because no one else on there is bringing any energy. And I think that's yeah. something that going back to the Bills game has been really ticking him off. He's talked about it. I needed to get my guys fired up, and I think that in trying to do that, he threw off his own equilibrium. I think that he knows sort of how to play on with a certain amount of edge where, yeah, I can be emotional. I can be a little bit of a hothead, but I can turn the page and I can and I can just make I can make the next throw. I can execute the next play and it'll be fine. But I think this was a little bit too much for him and he got himself messed up and it messed with his physical execution. I think for the first time this year over the course of a game. So where they are now, um, I, I listened to Curran today, and you referenced some of the things he had to say with uh, Gresham Hart about the relationship between Bill and, and Mac. We just heard some of that there. Like, yeah. I, 
how much repair has to be done? Like, how, what type of damage do you think is there? This is not a tape question, but this will lead to some other things about this team because the Crafts all of a sudden, I think, have to put mending this relationship between the, the quarterback and the coach, however messed up it is right now. That's going to be priority one because they're going to have a say. And going back to Kern's point about the quarterback, is Mac the guy or they let Bill draft the quarterback yeah. and Bill explain why you want to draft the quarterback early again? Like, how do you see the relationship right now between the coach and the quarterback? I mean, clearly it's not good. I mean, and, and I mean, it's it's not good between Mac and any of the coaches to, to me, at least like not not in an, in an overall sense. Yeah, on the sidelines every once in a while, you know, he'll be listening, talking, he'll look calm or he'll, he'll be patting him on the back or, you know, he'll, he'll do whatever every once in a while. But I, I just feel like the way that he is acting and the way the team is acting on the field, they don't feel comfortable with what they are being asked to do. I mean, they probably won't tell you that, and then, you know, maybe maybe they they could tell you, okay, you're you're full of crap. You don't know what you're talking well, about. Well, Kendrick Bourne has said that the other uh, two weeks after the game, he wasn't comfortable with what's going on right now. Bad play calling, third downs. Like and he you, talked about it before the season yes. too. I mean, yeah. It, it, so it's, I, I'm gonna cut you off, but the players are saying it with their own words. Forget body language and Mac. The players are saying the same type of thing. Yeah, and so to me, it's not even just about the relationship between Mac and the coaches. It's the rest of the guys because you think about this too. Mac is out there. He's, he's upset. I mean, I've seen Nelson Aguilar get upset. I, I've seen a bunch of people showing frustration in very demonstrative ways, and you don't have – I mean, maybe they're keeping it in-house, right? I mean, there, there's obviously that part. Maybe they're – It's not like really David, Ann, David Andrews or whatever is like, okay, man, come on, let's chill out a little bit. But it, <laughs> but it, but it feels like no one is coming out and saying we got to have better control of our emotions because I feel like they all feel it. So you could Bill Belichick can be mad at Mac Jones and be like, "Well, you were over there talking all that mess, and then you went, you know, three for or thirteen for thirty-one for one hundred twelve yards, and you looked terrible, right?" But there have been other times where he didn't look that terrible, and he, and he was still he was out. He's battling. That's the thing. He's out there battling. He's out there giving it everything he's got. You can't question that part of it. So I feel like if you're talking about relationship repair. Bill Belichick can be like, well, I don't like that. I don't like the way you're, you know, you're breaking rank and the way that you're showing us up or what have you. But I still think it's more on their side. They need to do the repair because they're messing with Mac Jones's career. They're messing with his career. They're messing with other dudes' careers at this point. It's not just them that are going to go into free. Not just well, Mac Kendrick Bourne's or whatever. wasted two years yeah. here. Yeah. So, so I, I think that it's more incumbent on the coaches, on Bill Belichick, to be like, okay, look. That didn't work. Let's try and do something else. Give me another chance. That's how I see it. Well, the, the, the next chance, Kyrie, has got to come with a real coordinator. I mean, the, the, the piling on has become so loud now that even they have to recognize that. But do you? Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. I, I won't have no more of like, oh, yeah, maybe they'll run it back with Mac Patricia. Uh, nope. Nope. We're done. Well, I, 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 I thought that ship sailed a while ago. I don't think you could look at what's been happening the last few games and say that's cool. It sounds over the talk, over the top, uh, over the top talk radio. Easy for me to say to say this, but it's true. If if he tries to sell the crafts on that, it's fireable. Like it, there, there's nothing Matt Patricia did or didn't do this year that makes you think he should come back and earn no. a second job. And if that's the hill that Bill wants to die on, hey, this is my buddy. We hang out in Nantucket. He's my friend. I don't want my his, my buddy's reputation ruined by going to do something else. I hear callers all the time talk about. Move them, move them here, move them there. Yes, easy in theory until you recognize they're friends. He's part of the Belichick coaching tree. Be demoting his friend. Even if he goes back to the front office to do the Ernie Adams stuff, he's demoting his friend. So I'm with you. If he tries to sell craft on that, it's fireable. So let's assume you're right. It's common sense. He's out, coordinator in. 
is Max salvageable at that point with a new coordinator who's been there before with some upgraded offensive talent, although that's going to be tough to get because the free agent market is pretty weak in the offseason. Is Mac Jones salvageable, and what is the ceiling then? Let's let's swap it next sure. year. Where does the ceiling end up if those two things happen in the offseason? He is salvageable. I think that he has shown that if you protect him and <laughs> – you, if you protect him, and if you, you don't and, try to get him killed, yes, and, yes. And, and if and if you don't piss him off, I mean, he can he can play just he can play just fine. The last couple, of, I mean, this last game notwithstanding, right? I think the Cardinals game, he had some real NFL throws. Buffalo, meh. Ravens, but, he did. Ravens, he Ravens, did. he did. And the Vikings, he did. Okay, like the guy can play football. This idea that like, oh yeah, he's terrible. Get rid of him. It's like to me that that's too far. He's not a terrible player. He's just not a great one. Now, if you want to talk about, okay, say say just for, for the sake of argument, you bring in Bill O'Brien. Sure. And you go ahead okay and, and you re-sign Jacoby Myers. Okay. And you mm. use one of those top few picks that you're going to get in the draft. Use that on, on a pretty good wide receiver. And then you go ahead and, and, and you bolster what, what you've already got. I mean – I think that if you give him sort of more or less the wide receiver production you had last year, but now he's a third-year player, I think he can work with that. But I will say this. Unless you get him a real – if you do what you did for Josh Allen and you get him a Stephon Diggs, like a real number one receiver, then I don't know that the ceiling is is, is going to be that high. Like It's it just – it's hard is to it operate top, without that. In the, okay, I, I agree with you. And, and you mentioned Steph Diggs, but in the division, I mean, they did it for two in Miami – the one got him Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, yep. We've seen this work for other quarterbacks. Yep. Let's say they don't do that because that's the one thing. I-, I could see Bill, end of the day, sucking it up and saying the Patricia thing didn't work. Even Mike Lombardi has turned on it, so Bill's got to recognize. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think he, I probably stomach for that. I still think deep down he does not want to do what the Dolphins did, what the Bills did, what the Raiders did. Then you'll fail. And not only trade. Well, hold on. I, 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 yeah. I, I, agree, by the way, I agree with you. You beat me to the punch on that. Yeah. But – you, I don't think he's willing to trade the draft capital. Then, yeah. Also, pay the guy. It's the double-edged sword. These, yeah. He doesn't. We, we. This has been a common theme when you and I have talked. Yep. We're sharing our brain on this. He doesn't respect the 2022 offense. He doesn't think he needs Steph Diggs, Tyree Kill. He can get away with, you know, what he thought were above-average tight ends. We'll see. And okay, wide receivers. It's just not the case. So, I, I, I you have me at yes, coordinator out. I'm still not buying that second piece. That maybe it's failing, but I don't see him investing heavily at wide receiver. And, and you know what? He's just I, never done it. No, and I, and I think that's perfectly fair. That's I mean, I, I think, West Walker on the cheap, uh, Randy Moss on the cheap, Dante Stallworth on the cheap. Like I think if the guys he brought in been on the cheap. Yeah, I think if it's going to happen, exactly. Randy Moss, you know that that's an, an incredible what receiver, but they got him for a steal. Nothing. I feel like un- unless you get you know DeAndre Hopkins comes available for like a fifth or something like that. You know, maybe he might do that. But but I think that otherwise it's going to have to be through the draft. He's got to hit on receivers Which in the is draft. Still two years though, the first, yeah. it's very rare to find rookie wideouts who step in and are really, really, really good elite in year one. I know the league has changed, and even that's kind of changed. But these guys, it's like yeah. But I guess Jamar Chase really yeah. But I guess that's what I'm saying because I I agree with you. I don't think he wants to invest too much draft capital in that position. He, he's never done it. He's just he's he's never done it. He doesn't want to do it, and so you got to look at realistically how you're how you're going to upgrade that position. And I think that it's probably going to be a little bit more of okay, let me build 
you know, more of the kind of receiving core that I had this year with, you know, maybe get a little younger, right? Try to get a little bit more explosive. Faster. Yeah, faster. Yeah, fa- faster. Yes. See if we can, we, we don't got to be, you know, have Jacoby, I love Jacoby Myers. <laughs> but he's, but, but he's, but he's not explosive. He's not fast, right? So it's like get more of that new age wide receiver, but do it in the draft. But the thing is, if you don't do that, if you decide that the way you're going to do this, is have an average to slightly above average receiving core, then Mac Jones ceiling tops out at top ten quarterback. I, I, I tops out. I'm a Mac guy. He ain't getting a top ten without that guy. And, and thank you, Jesse, for tweeting in. Um, the Eagles got AJ Brown. Yep. So another, and, and by the way, he's having an MVP season now. Excellent point by Jesse. You brought that I, up before. I mean, I watched that game on Sunday. Jalen yeah. Hurts was not very good, but boy, when he needed a play, AJ Brown was there. It's a bailout. Now, Derek Carr didn't use it on Sunday. His bailout was Matt Collins. He's wide open a bunch of plays. Yeah. But theoretically, Devontae Adams is a bailout. Steph Diggs is a, uh, Steph Diggs in that Buffalo game, he torched the Patriots over and over again. Every big third down was Steph Diggs destroying Justin Jefferson. the Patriots secondary. Justin Jefferson. Well said. Mac doesn't have that. He does not have not one. sniff of that. He does not have one guy that he can just look to and be like, this guy, if I have any problems, that guy is open. That is what it is. All I mean, else fails, find that guy. Yes. Yeah, because you could be like, okay, I'm going to throw it to Jacoby Myers because I trust him to get open. But then if it's contested, it's like he, he's got a certain amount of like I can go up and get it, but he's not just going to be open by like five yards. Oh, I'm going to throw it up to Devontae Parker. That dude is always covered. He just has to find a way to, to box you out and, and jump up over you, right? They don't have any guy who's just going to be like in this situation. Like I think about that route that, that Justin Jefferson did – to Stefan Gilmore this past Sunday. It was one of the filthiest things I've oof. I mean, I'm just like thinking about it like, oh my God, I feel bad for, for Steph Gilmore because that guy's a great quarter, but Justin Jefferson's too good. You don't have that. You don't got one guy who can do that. So I with you, I you're you're being very nice to Matt. I, I even I can't say top ten without that guy. And this is where this whole plan of here's how they fix it in the offseason is where it falls off a little bit. Because I, I don't I don't think Bill has a stomach for it, whether it's his lack of respect for offense in the NFL. He can't justify paying a wide receiver that much money. And this is where I go. I started the show talking about ownership, where I don't know what their priority checklist is. Like, here's what we have to do. I used to think it was pretty simple. Follow what we've been talking about. Get a new coordinator, upgrade offensively. I now put the Mac Bill thing ahead of both those things, get to figure out how they get along. But I wonder if ownership, Kyrie, would be like, hey, look at what all these teams did, Bill. Can we go and find this guy? Maybe they'll, they'll say, look, we'll explore. We couldn't find that guy. We missed these trades. But the Andre Hopkins is an interesting one. Like, maybe he's a trade candidate. Maybe I'm missing a number one wide receiver yeah. might be available Well, I've, I've seen, I've seen but, some suggestions that, you know, maybe he could be had for, you know, a day two pick or something like that. Because you look at the way the Cardinals are right now, it's in disarray. Kyler, disaster. Kyler, Kyler disaster. Murray is not going to be available for the start of next season with, with his ACL injury. It, yeah. happened, it happened too late in this season. And they it's might be just. a punt year for them. Yeah they, yeah, they might as well just go ahead and be in teardown mode and kind of rebuild it and see if they can get it back when Kyler's ready to go again because you're, you're invested in him. You know that part. So, I, I mean, yeah, that could absolutely be a thing. But, again, I, I feel like, to me, it's, you would hope it's not that hard for Bill Belichick to look at, yeah. what, to look at what happened this year he and be like. He's kind of stuck in his ways, Kyrie. I think so, too. But I feel like if he's who, he, if, if he's who we all say, that he is. If he is what Mr. Is he? If, if he's Mr. Calculated Performance, you know, you need to perform, you need to do your job, and if you're not doing your job, then I got to cut bait with you, I'll get me somebody who will, then I feel like you cannot look at what Matt Patricia just did 
or, and look at what this offense did, the offensive coaching staff, look at that and be like, that was okay to put my young quarterback through. You can't do that or you're not you're not this Bill Belichick we've all been led to believe you are. And I guess I'm fearful that – and he patted his stats there at the, that last uh, that last play. But, I mean, Stevenson was great again on Sunday. Didn't practice all yeah, he week. Didn't, he didn't need that play. Got a limited practice on Friday, and I thought, well, he really can't play. And he goes in, he just – under 20 carries, almost 200 yards rushing. He's a beast. And I just – I'm fearful that the spin is going to be when the Crafts ask, what are you doing to upgrade the offense? Well, we got we got Ramondre. I mean, that's our guy. And I, I just – And where did that sorry. get you? I, 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 I agree. I hope that's the Crafts' response instead of, you know, patting on the back and saying, you're right, you found this great running back. I'm glad he found him, but it doesn't really matter if you're really good at running back right now. It doesn't. And, and I, I guess I'm fearful Kyrie he's going to use that as the – the example is to not go out and get a top-flight receiver because say, hey, we have a top-flight running back. Well, you That's know, the wrong way to look at it. It is. And you know what? I would hope that the Crafts, being the business people that they are and being the, the analytical people and calculated people that they are, going to look at this and say, yeah, that's great. You do have a you know top-flight running back. You found him in the fourth round of the draft, blah, 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 all that stuff. But um, – yeah, so being a run-heavy offense, what did that do in in uh, you know twenty twenty one? Did we did we win the Super Bowl? Oh, what we got destroyed in the wild card game? I mean, obviously there's a whole lot of defensive problems there, but your offense couldn't keep pace. So it's like, okay, how much did Ramondre Stevenson help you then? How much is Ramondre Stevenson helping you now? You got one of the worst red zone offenses in football, even though you got no, Ramondre. It the, it's by far the worst. Yeah, yes. so, you, so you you got the worst red zone offense in football, despite the fact that you got Ramondre Stevenson. You have one of the most Inept offenses, just just kind of period, even though you have Ramondre Stevenson. He's not making your passing game all that much better from a from an actual number standpoint, even though he's you know been much better in pass pro. So great, we got Ramondre. How many points we score in a game? How how functional does our offense look? That's what they need to These respond. are all great questions, and I hope they're being asked. 617-779-7937. The phone number Kyrie Thompson is here. Of course, great work on WEI.com, first in Foxborough Podcast. Playoffs? I can't do the gym more. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Is there a playoff light me? at the end of the tunnel for this Patriot team? That and your phone calls next Monday at night, WEEI.